Praise the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Beloved, you are welcome to the episode 8 of season 4 of Biblical Phonesis. It is indeed our prayer that the first seven episodes of this season have opened higher ground for you concerning leading as God wanted it to be, concerning leading like Jesus. Paul, we continue with our look at Paul. Paul as an elder scholar transformed to Paul the advocate for outsiders in this episode. Our main question therefore is, who was Paul as an advocate for outsiders? Who was Paul as a fellow that stood up for non-Jews or Gentiles in his time? Who was Paul as someone that was able to pull that off from a racial prejudice in his time? Beloved, as we flagged in episode 5 and 6 of this season, Paul faced many challenges in his lifetime. However, one challenge stood out. The challenge that stood out is ingrained racial prejudice. I repeat, ingrained racial prejudice was one major challenge that Paul had to contend with in his time. Racial prejudice can be likened to ethnic hatred, inter-ethnic hatred, or racial hatred, or dislike. This problem manifests into ethnic tensions and hostilities even in our time. For example, in our time, it's common between white and black in some countries. For example, the Black Lives Matters movement reminds us of the evil that is symbolized by the incident that involved uh, George Floyd, who was murdered in Minneapolis, United States, Minnesota, on the 25th of May 2020 for everyone to see. That is manifest racial prejudice in the way he was treated. Beloved, the same was occurring in the time of Paul. In the days of Paul, the racial prejudice was mostly between Jews and the non-Jews, or shall I say the Gentiles. So it is wise to recall that the early church, in the early church, our Lord Jesus Christ, his apostles and disciples were Jewish. Even Paul himself that we are talking about was Jewish. Beloved Jews and Gentiles, however, in that time, do not get along at all. They don't get along. In fact, the presence of the Romans and other Greeks in Jewish land did not help matters in that particular period. So, but a seismic shift, however, occurred when the Gentiles begin to embrace the same faith with the Jews. Because the faith was a dividing line between the Gentiles and the Jews. This did not go down well with the, with the, with, with the Jews at all. It was difficult for the Jews to admit that Gentiles, that is non-Jews, could share in the same love and blessings of our Lord Jesus Christ with them. But it was not difficult for Paul. Remember, Paul was born in Tarsus in present-day Turkey. Paul sided with the outsiders on this issue. In standing up for the outsider, Paul had to confront his contemporaries. For example, at the council in Jerusalem, he convinced the Jewish disciples of Jesus that the inclusion of Gentiles or foreigners 
had always been part of God's plan from the beginning. So, the love and blessings that comes through our Lord Jesus Christ was not just meant for a particular religion, a particular people, a particular tribe, ethnic, or class of people. The courage of Paul was, he didn't say it in a timid way or whispering, no. He said it courageously. And a testimony of that can be found in Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 to 21. Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 to 21. I implore us to really read that particular passage. Galatians 2, 11 to 21. But I'll just take two verses to foreground the fact that Paul was bold in pointing out racial prejudice to his fellow apostles and disciples of Jesus Christ. From verse 11 it says, Now when Peter had come to Antioch, he withstood him to his face. That is Paul now talking to Peter, because he was to be blamed. After all, Paul was the leader of the apostles. He was the first. So he should lead by example, by destroying any form of racial prejudice or racism. Verse 13. If we jump from 11, let's go to verse 13. He says, and the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him. So that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. You can see, some of our father of faith were not able, they were hypocrite when it comes to relating between different tribes, different kind of people. They do not know the meaning of diversity or inclusivity in their time. And some people are still doing the same today. Even when you are leading a diverse team that is not homogeneous, you try to show favoritism or likeness to one point, one, one set of people or the other. That's Rija. Richard Bridges is against what God wants for us. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. No one wants us to do that. So, beloved, by taking a stand against Peter on this issue, Paul set the early church on the right path concerning racial justice. As God sees us as equal, we are all equal before God, every one of us. No one is bigger or higher than the other. We are all children of God. So we are to follow the example of God by showing no privileged partiality for cultural, social, and racial reasons. No, we mustn't do that. If we, are, if we want to be leaders with positive influence that will make it to heaven, we must follow the example that God laid for us. Jesus Christ, who was God, that came in the flesh, also showed that example. There was no partiality at all. No, he engendered racial justice. So Paul did not only confront Peter alone on this subject. He also confronted other Jewish groupings who were of the view that Gentiles should only become part of the church after undergoing certain Jewish traditions. We, we begin to make conditions, lay conditions before some people can become part of the church. That is not that is not it. Or can become part of the fellowship. That is not it. The fellowship is not a cult. It is the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what are the traditions that they were putting up as barriers before the Gentiles can join? Some ritual, ritual cleansing, ceremonies, and circumcision were being mentioned. But Paul will not stand for all these things. And he made it 
clear. In fact, if you read the Bible and read other Christian literature, you will notice that Paul also confronted the Gnostics that were troubling the Gentile church as at that time. Their scheme was very simple. False teachings that is rampant today. That was the, the scheme or the style of the Gnostics. False teachings that require Paul to have to eventually record in writing what the frequent Christian faith is about and what we must believe so that I can debunk false teachings and what false teachers of that time were doing. In so doing, Paul became the foremost theologian in the early church by listing basic doctrines that bind us together in love with Jesus Christ. He listed basic doctrines that bind all believers together with his erudition, applauded in episode 7 of Biblical Phronesis. So Paul spent his energy, time, and intellect in compiling letters that the false teachings of the Genesis were in error, and his teachings, including those of the other apostles such as Peter, were correct. He had to write all those books to correct the false teachings. He had to. But if he had no erudition, if he had no knowledge, if he wasn't a scholar, schooled in many languages, if he wasn't a linguistic, if he doesn't have intellectual talent, he won't be able to advocate for the non-Jews correctly. So, beloved, in advocating for others, Paul stood up and spoke out. This is very, very vital as Christian leaders to us. A vital measure of a strong character is the willingness to speak up and take a stand on issues that we believe in, even when it is not popular at that particular time. It's not the popular choice. We must not duck and dive. We must stand up to be counted when the matter matter most to people, not after the fact. What Paul did is at variance with the duck and dive approach of pathetic leaders of today. They only want to be seen when the good is good and they want to be celebrated. But when it's time to make tough decisions, they like to duck and dive. That was not Paul. So he saw a wrong that even Peter could not flag and correct and he stood up and he corrected it. So standing up and speaking up, especially for outsiders, is often the, the basis of strong characters that we see daily. Of course, we see it in some books and Christian literature. So every leader should therefore have the courage to be true to their character by exercising integrity, honesty, respect, and love for everyone, not loving one person partially. Love for everyone. Beloved, we must be determined not to sit on the fence. When issues of character comes up, as Christian leaders, we cannot afford to sit on the fence. We cannot afford to be lukewarm. The Bible says anything that is lukewarm will be spat out. God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit doesn't want that from us. In fact, just like Paul, the strength of character of an individual, whatever you are leading, in the church or outside the church, will show 
in how we conduct ourselves with other people. It will show. So let us conclude, beloved. Our four biblical fruitnesses, practical wisdom for this episode is as follows. Number one, standing up for outsiders require courage and erudition. I repeat, it does require courage and erudition. You must know something before you can stand up and defend others. Not, it, it doesn't require foolishness or ignorance or empty words. No. Or you can you can you can throw blows and make noise and stay off violence and conflict. No, it requires courage and erudition. It requires wisdom and knowledge. Number two, leaders must put down every sign of racial prejudice in any form, regardless of source, regardless of hierarchy, regardless of level that it comes from. We must stand up for it. Number three, Paul was concerned that Peter know that racial justice is godly and he boldly corrected him. We must do that. Leaders must not shy away from their responsibilities. Peter was feeling and Paul set him aright. Number four. Paul's rebuke of Peter was not wrong. No, it's there in the Bible. It wasn't wrong. In fact, it helped him in the long run. So, as leaders, we must seek to help each other, even our people that are superior to us. Beloved, let us, let us cite our wisdom quote for this episode. It's taken from Ephesians 2.15. Ephesians 2.15, and I'm using the LNT version. It says, It did this by adding the system of law with its commandment and regulations. It made peace between Jews and Gentiles. By creating himself one new people from the two groups. Wherever we lead, are we able to bring people of different tribes and ethnicities together and make them one in Christ? That is the task and responsibility the Lord has given unto us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Lord Almighty, we thank you for being Father to all, both black and white, both Caucasians and non-Caucasians, both Africans. Asians, everybody. Father, we thank you for being Father to everyone of us. Accept our praises in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask, oh Lord, that you destroy every yoke of racial prejudice amongst us in the mighty name of Jesus. Especially among leaders with influence. Lord, every form of racial prejudice destroyed in the area that they have influence in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help us to enrich humanity in racial justice in the mighty name of Jesus. Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis, may the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed 
in the mighty name of Jesus.